Profile Polisci, Michael Pickering here, joined by a very special guest today, a returning guest, the fantastic, the amazing, the truly exceptional, Layla Bella Walto. How are we doing out there, Layla Bella? Welcome back to the show. What you been up to? Thank you. It's good to be back. Um, I have been up to a lot, actually. Got a new job. I've been living life in a very different way. No longer a quarter rat, which has been very nice. A quarter rat. Quarter I haven't heard rat. that word in a long or oh. that phrase in a long time. I know. I'm, I'm curious how many listeners still know what that is. Yeah. Um, but good for well, you. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. Uh, well, then, uh, then what you been up to? Last time you were on, we talked about some pretty serious topics. So what are we what are we getting into today? Yeah, so today we're going to take it in a little bit of a different direction. Um, so it's not so much wide scope. We're going to bring it home to New Orleans a little bit more. Um, I recently started a position at a new nonprofit here in the city. And so I'm going to be talking about post-grad life as a kind of unconventional post-gradder, for lack of a, a better I phrase. like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and just kind of bringing home to people some options that are available after you graduate college and you're not quite sure where you want to go. Um, just want to kind of give a little shout out to what I'm doing and that avenue if people are interested in just different things to do after you leave school and you're kind of floundering a little bit. No, and I love this because especially it's the beginning of the spring semester, right? So a lot of people are about to graduate and some of them you still know they're still out there about to graduate and they are terrified as hell. Yeah. Um, so, you know, bringing them a little words of wisdom from someone who's been through it, I think everyone can appreciate. Um, so we didn't we didn't get into it last go around too much because we went just into the deep talk. Um, but let's talk a little bit about where you graduated from and what you graduated in and start the discussion there. Yeah, so I graduated from UNO in December of 2021. Um, I was there for two and a half years. I made a little fast track of the college experience due to COVID. Um, but I majored in interdisciplinary uh, studies and my concentrations were political science and sociology. Yes, and, and that is exactly where I got to meet you in the political science classes. We actually met in that first online class. I still remember the first time I saw you in person with another student, shout out to Kat out there. Um, yeah. And I was like, is that you? And you were like, is that is you? That you? Yeah, that was, was great. Like, it's us. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It was so random. Um, Bonding so, about like, free, what, what was it? Primus? Like, yes, yes. yes for sure. <laughs> so oh, you graduated. And then what did you do? That was fall of 2021? Yep. So fall of 2021, I didn't think that I was ready to leave school. Um, and I wanted to participate in the Model United Nations Club at UNO. And so I decided to enroll in grad school uh, as a, an undefined major, like undefined grad student. Uh, so I took a couple political science courses. I took an English class. And I did Model UN. Um, Model UN was the only thing that stuck in my brain that semester. I regret to inform all listeners. <laughs> I was not made up for grad school quite yet. It was rough. It was not a good time. But grad yeah, school is no joke. Like, you know <laughs> yeah, it is no joke. And I was not ready. And like, pump the brakes, girl. Like, you don't have to do this right now. No one is telling you you have to do that. So I stayed in my job in the quarter, 
kind of working, trying to figure out next steps, um, applied for a couple like te teaching English abroad opportunities that didn't quite work out. Um, and I just started searching in the New Orleans area on indeed.com, on LinkedIn, talking to anyone and everyone to see what's out there and what can I do. Uh, and I stumbled upon AmeriCorps, which is something I never thought that I would be interested in doing. Um, and I found- AmeriCorps, yeah, yeah, that's- Yeah, AmeriCorps. That's, I don't hear too, too many people talk don't. about AmeriCorps anymore these morning, anymore. But I mean, it's a, it's a government agency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think a lot of us know the name, but aren't really sure what AmeriCorps is. Like, what did you find right. out when you looked into it? Yeah, so- I didn't do very much research about AmeriCorps when I first found the position that I'm in, but um, <laughs> since then I have. And so AmeriCorps was originally started in 1964 um, and it was created to combat poverty. So the first program was called the Volunteers in Service to America or, or still known as VISTA. And it was created to kind of, you know, get people and youth up and moving and you know, paid by the government to do good for their communities. And it kind of grew out of that. So in 1972, uh, the National Civilian Community Corps was created, NCCC, to kind of piggyback onto VISTA to combat different um, disasters, natural disasters and stuff like that to kind of add another aspect to the VISTA program. And then in 1994, AmeriCorps was founded and AmeriCorps kind of includes VISTA and NCCC. So there are three different components of it that all go under the umbrella of AmeriCorps. Uh, so so uh, you didn't know all of this going into it. What did you actually see that drew you to AmeriCorps then? Yeah, so what I saw was the organization that was advertising for AmeriCorps members to come and work with them, which is called SBP. Uh, formerly known as the St. Bernard Project. It was started in St. Bernard Parish after Hurricane Katrina, and they're a disaster recovery organization. And I was immediately drawn to that because I love doing community service. I've done a lot of building in the past. And I was like, oh, this would be cool to spend 10 months just working in New Orleans and helping people get back on their feet after hurricanes. And this was kind of right after well, not right after, about a year after Ida, right? So you can still see the blue tarps and the shingles messing off of people's houses. And it still is such a prevalent thing in so many people's lives. And I wanted to give back. So that's what drew me to it. It was like, oh, this is a, a organization that's supported by AmeriCorps or AmeriCorps supporting this organization to do this partnership thing. And I want to be a part of that. So I applied and here I am being a part of it. Okay, okay, okay. So let me get this straight. You you saw on, you said LinkedIn or Indeed? Uh-huh. That SBP, mm -hmm. which does like um, helping people get on their feet after natural disasters, mm -hmm. that they were looking for AmeriCorps members to work with SBP. Yes, it's so confusing. And so, so <laughs> you had to apply to AmeriCorps, which is mm -hmm. a federal agency first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you had to get hired by AmeriCorps. Yeah. And, and then, then they assigned you to SBP? So AmeriCorps members are contracted 
by SVP. So you apply ah, to SVP, okay. they filter you to this program, you apply for AmeriCorps on top of SVP. So you're applying to both simultaneously. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's very confusing. I don't no, understand no, I, that's how why it works I'm asking. Myself. Right, right. Yeah. So you apply to AmeriCorps and SVP at the same time. Um, you are funded and like paid by AmeriCorps that has a partnership with SVP to have people go and like work for their organization. And this happens with organizations across the country. There are AmeriCorps partnerships with Habitat for Humanity, for Rebuild Louisiana, for a multitude of different organizations that have this. You are an AmeriCorps member, but you're contracted by this other nonprofit to work for them. Interesting. For I never realized that. So you yeah. could literally, you could under the um, AmeriCorps umbrella work for the government, but be contracted to work for any recovery agency that mm -hmm. has a partnership with AmeriCorps. Yep. Yep. That's legit. I like it that. It is. It's wild. So, so what do you do with SBP? So what I do is I am a volunteer coordinator. So SBP, founded after Hurricane Katrina, um, it's very volunteer driven. It's a lot of construction work on houses and that kind of stuff. And so we use volunteers that come from all over the country to come down and volunteer for a day or a week on a house and I'm the person that they get in contact with first. I set up their trip. I do all the logistics. Uh, I assign them to different houses. I let them know where you're going, when you're going um, and just kind of coordinate and be the person in between the house and the volunteer. You're the liaison. I like that. The, yeah, like to get that. the experience. Um, and I work with a, a large team of people uh, all with different positions because you know, we have construction people on site at the house that help the volunteers once they're there so like I don't really deal with them after that and you know like I go and say hi and then I dip out and deal with the next group um, but, right right yeah I've learned how to install flooring I've learned how to paint ceilings and do like caulking of seams and bathrooms and like on the outside of houses on siding um so I've learned some pretty cool stuff just being a volunteer coordinator so that's been, awesome yeah and for cool. an amazing cause at mm -hmm. that yeah so for when sure. exactly so to to get the the timeline right in my head mm -hmm. you did your semester of graduate school and that ended in May. May 2021 mm -hmm. or 2022? 2022, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. over the summer, you found this? Like, when did you start working with SPP and AmeriCorps? I started in October. In October. Okay. So you've been there four or five months now? Um, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel how like long, it. How long? Because I heard you say earlier something about a 10-month term. Um, yeah. How long are you going to be with AmeriCorps? Like, do you have a contract with AmeriCorps for X amount of months? Or how does that work? I do, yeah. So um, with this program with SBP and AmeriCorps, you can do either five months or you can do 10 months. I'm doing 10 months. So I will end in mid-August. And is that like a, a final date or can you like re-up and do another 10 months or, or how does that work? I can. Yeah, you can do up to four terms with SBP as an AmeriCorps member. So I could stay on for um, 40 months. 
which is a very long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I wanted to do that, but you can switch positions. So I could go and do a different AmeriCorps position, like be a construction coordinator or um, deal with like client based stuff. So like you're the person who is finding people whose houses need to be rebuilt, walking them through the application process, letting them know this is what we can do. This is what we can't do. This is how we're going to help you. Um, or there's a couple of different positions that that AmeriCorps people can take on. Um, you can be like a disaster responder. So you go to the site of a disaster immediately after it happened and go and kind of muck and gut houses and get people kind of ready for different organizations to come in and start helping. So it's it's a big program. There's a lot of different faces and names it takes. Um, but for lack of, or for time purposes, <laughs> yeah, we can kind of focus on just a couple, but it's a big program. So I have to ask now that you're like four or five months in and you say like, you know, you're, you think in one term, but you know, how do you feel like you got into this and you weren't quite sure what it was yeah. and now you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your experience like? How do you like it? I, I really love it. It is a great group of people, very driven, very passionate about their work, um, very just people-focused and people-centered. It's hard. It's, it's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of logistics, um, but it's, it's really been a, a great experience and to really integrate myself into the fabric of this community a little bit more has been really beautiful just to see the work that people are doing. Like people are putting in work to, to help people. And I think living in any big city, that's something that's easy to kind of overlook and to not realize like, oh, bad crime. Oh, like my little, my little track life. Like we're just moving on this one path, but you don't really see like all of the beautiful things that are happening around you and being part of those little beautiful things that are happening on the little peripherals of people's vision every day is, is really great. I love that. And especially because I find a lot of people who graduate in New Orleans from, from any university, a lot of, a lot of them leave, like they Mm -hmm. just, they take off and, you know, the city was here for them while they were in school, but after that, they, they peace out. Uh, And I find a lot of people's experience in New Orleans isn't necessarily the local New Orleanian experience. It's very specific to different regions of the city uh, with mm-hmm. different interactions with different kinds of people, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the real NOLA local. No. Uh, but I think yeah. doing something like SBP and AmeriCorps and helping rebuild houses, that's a true way to get to know real New Orleanians who have been here for a long time, who struggle mm-hmm. through these natural disasters, who mm-hmm. lose their homes, and to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And I can only imagine, like you said, hard is probably a nice way of putting it. I, mean, yeah. I could imagine it's also emotional too. Oh yeah. Because yeah. these individuals who lose so much and then mm-hmm. the overcoming of joy whenever they see so many people going to help yeah. them rebuild. Yeah. I can imagine. How um, many, uh, if you had to like ballpark and if you don't know a number, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to say, but like how many, how many houses do you think you've been a part of helping oh, gosh. since you've been there? Um, I want to say maybe like 15, 
good significant number because that is that's a lot is long you know like it, it takes a while to fix a house right like depending on how much damage there is and how much work you know volunteers are able to get done and subcontractors are able to get done it it takes a while so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say 15. that's a high number i'm i'm impressed yeah. that bella truly i mean that's amazing i love it i love it yeah. so now i have to ask you know you've you graduated you tried grad school you were like yeah not yet so mm -hmm. you you dip into community work and working mm -hmm. here with the people yeah. and you're halfway through your term what's next for you what are you what are you feeling right now what are you feeling about august oh that's such a hard question i'm such a like fly by the seat of my pants type of person like just wherever the wind's gonna blow me i'm gonna go um <laughs> and i'm not i'm not quite sure yet i'm kind of grappling with that every day a little bit more um still not quite ready to leave the city but kind of ready to leave the city it's like a day-by-day -day thing um maybe interested in doing another term with a with spp in a different location because um, we work in, in Houston and in Puerto Rico and a couple of different places. Um, probably not Houston. I don't really want to move to Houston. But it would be cool to go serve in Puerto Rico and do similar work there with a different community. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, learn Spanish. I'm working on it right now. Like, this would be great to kind of immerse myself in that, you know, culture and that language to really get a, a good grip on it. Because um, teaching English abroad is still on the the back of my mind um but the community work and the personal connection and the, the making a difference is really sticking with me that's that's something i've wanted to do since i was a little kid and this is like i'm seeing it in real life um so not and quite why not ready to... do something like this first i mean yeah there's such a and it's been for quite some time but there's such a culture to hurry up and get your degree and then get into your career and work for the rest of your life in that one yeah. career and it's like why 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 rush you have all the rest of your life to work in a career you know why yeah. not take a few years to do something different right and explore what your career will be right maybe i'll end up working in disaster relief for the next 20 years and then i'll find something else like it just the, the world is constantly changing and new opportunities are constantly cropping up and being created by just the modern society we live in. So why not just, yeah, like dive into something that you're, you're unsure about and end up loving it, right? Or end up hating it and be like, okay, now I know for sure. Never want to no. work again. <laughs> right, like, I don't want to Never want to install flooring again. I would, I mean, me personally loved it, but it's not for <laughs> everyone. It's hard on the knees. It's hard on your back. It's a lot like totally understand but then at least you know right you're like okay I'm not gonna do this i'm gonna go in this other direction well then let me ask you for all those listeners out there at home and uh and they're wondering you know like how could they get involved in something like this if they do want to take a gap year or two gap years yeah. between college and something else like mm -hmm. what would you suggest they do i think definitely don't forget about those resources like linkedin like indeed.com those those are platforms that people use for all sorts of opportunities, um, even service ones like this. Um, and talk to community members. Like if you see there's like a 
an organization fair or anything like that happening around town, go to it. Maybe you'll be bored and won't find anything, but there's a big chance that there might be a group there that you're like, oh, you guys work in like civic engagement and like keeping politicians accountable. I want to do that. How can I get involved here? Or I want to volunteer for this organization that rebuilds houses. And then, oh, wow, I really like that. How can I do this more? You know, like there are so many resources out there that are, are broadcasts and are available. It's just taking advantage, taking the push and really kind of stepping out and immersing yourself in them. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the advice that I have. Maybe not the most easy to follow, but keep your eyes no, open. I think, you know? I think it's as, as hesitant as some people may eat, be to necessarily take that i think it is the right thing to say eyes open and move forward like yeah. just search keep looking keep looking keep and some days some days you may not find what you're looking for mm -hmm. and some days you may not realize or you may realize you don't know what you're looking for yeah and that's okay you don't have to know what you're looking for right because yeah. because i mean like if i ask you were you looking for sbp and americorps whenever you were searching no it just came about. It just came about. Yeah. I was looking for something and that's, that's what I found. Right. Like, yeah. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you come back on the show whenever you are getting close to ending your term? Because I'm very mm -hmm. curious and I know listeners are like, what are you going to do, Layla Bella? Are you going right. to stay yeah. in disaster relief? Are you going to move on to something else? Are you going to mm -hmm. go to Puerto Rico? You know, like, yeah. I'm interested to know. Um, it's a journey that so many people right now are getting ready to take. They're yeah. getting ready to graduate and they're unsure. And I'm so excited. And for I think all you're me so, too. Yes. Although I say it's like, for me, it's my proudest and saddest moment combined because. Yeah. I love that all of you graduate, but I really dislike that I don't get to see you anymore. I know. Yeah. That's why I'm always happy whenever you come on the show and cast with me. Definitely. No, this is this is good for me to do, I think, too. It's just, it's fun, you know? And I don't really like talking about myself. So this is good practice. It's okay <laughs> to say that you're doing cool things and you're living a life. You're allowed to own that. Yes, so, indeed. Yay for therapy through podcasts. <laughs> That's what it's for. That's what it's for. <laughs> and it's great <laughs> like can't get any better than that yes indeed well I'll tell you what Layla Bella thank you so much for coming on the show and we will talk I think sooner than we even think and, yeah. and maybe there's something else coming up soon that I'll get in touch with you for so I can get you back on to even sure. sooner than August fantastic and to all you lo-fi listeners out there, do you have questions to Leila Balawato about AmeriCorps or SBP? You know, send them on in. Do you have questions about life after graduation in general? Send them in to write to us, people connect. And always remember that lo-fi poli is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Leila Bella and Pickering. Sign enough. <laughs> <laughs>